0: Welcome to the second installment of the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast. Joining me this week once again from Joe Berg, Hello Nicky. Hi. Hiya. Um from Plymouth, Rob, who can Rob Wills who can who can join us this week after um uh having say, some prior engagements last week. It was his birthday and his and his wife's ber- birthday, I I I believe. I can't remember which way around. Um And um, from Leicester, Devan Pandya. Hello. Hello.
1: Good
2: evening, individuals.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, Where shall we begin? Um, Actually, just before we talk about the game, um, I just wanted to give a quick mention to um, two of the people from the Facebook group. um, Mary Mary Mawson, who had an operation earlier earlier in the week, and... Caroline Ferguson, who was feeling a bit poorly today. I um, hope both of them make a speedy recovery.
2: Yep, definitely. Absolutely. You, can't you can't forget, get Carly, well. you can't get forget well soon. Carly You can't forget Carly. I was going to say, you can't forget Carly because she had that uh, funeral. Uh, she did indeed. Yes. Yep. So just for Carly, better try that straight polter, all right? <laughs> <There you go. laughs> she'll, she'll be happy with that.
3: <laughs> Thanks, Rob. I was I promised Carly I would try, but I, I'm, I'm not any good at it. Oh, no, well,
0: you know. I might. try try it later but anyway um the game right what did we all think are we all are we all happy this week
3: i've hardly got a voice (laughs) left
2: i I was happy last week not just for the bet either
3: (laughs) i think we did outstanding today we were just oh we were just so brilliant I mean we just we, there was so much passion and guts and glory and, and everybody was just behind <clears throat> winning it was amazing and it was just you know yes there were mistakes but I was so thrilled with that performance
2: Well, I was um, kind of enthralled with Morales' goal that was awesome on that range as well mm, yeah
3: look it was an excellent goal yeah absolutely
2: I
1: think um, from my point of view, I was um, looking at this as a as a pretty tough draw because first of all, we've got our Europa League hangover reputation. Secondly, we've got the um, the home game syndrome where we're we've got like fans versus players and the whole atmosphere, and we're playing a team who are pretty much on the same kind of form level as we are, fighting for fourth. Um, and as soon as we came out of the blocks, you know, harrying, pressing. Yeah, you know, basically everything that we've been hoping for week in, week out was suddenly happening. Uh, players getting stuck in. And, you know, even when they, they did say pre-match that we've got uh, a reputation, we're going behind after 15 minutes, which we did. But uh, as soon as they recovered from that shell shock, the players just got back into that stride, passing it around, zipping the ball around. Um, and uh, we got our goal, which, um, you know, just seeing that momentum, I thought even if we came away with a draw at the end of this game, that performance was was fantastic.
0: One of the things that, that struck me about the game was... Um, well, firstly, that, that, Devon, you, you mentioned the um, Europa League hangover. Of course, the difference being this time, Everton were also in the same boat, because so, mm. they played on Thursday as well. Yeah. That was going to be interesting how that was going to pan out. Um, second thing that struck me before the game was... Everton, are, you know they're a decent side. They're not, with all due respect, they're not a West Brom or a Stoke or a Newcastle. They're somebody that... They they do play, but certainly under Martinez, they do play ex- expansive football. So they're going to come to the lane and it's going to be an open game. They're not just going to sit back and, and try to stifle us. Um, in terms of our performance, I thought that it's probably the best home match that, I, that I've seen this season. Um, the QPR one, obviously, you know, that was that was great. But that was a little bit of a false, <coughs> false storm I always thought, thought because they were um, inferior opposition and they didn't play well on the day. Um, but today we... We showed fight. We showed desire. You know, it wasn't just you know a Harry Kane or a Ryan Mason. The whole team, pretty much um, one to eleven, um, uh, just showed that bit of bit of hunger in the belly. A bit, you know, a bit of fight, bit of desire. It, it wasn't slow build up. There was there was that sense of urgency that we were talking about last week. Um, that 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 you know for instance mason will show or kane will show it was there with everybody lennon i thought was really good for tongan um the only players that i i didn't feel played particularly well were um fazio bless him again and um Talab seems to hold on to the ball for too for too long but apart from that i thought hugo was great ben davis did okay vlad did 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 a right. decent job at right back for Tongan. Um, Lennon, Ericsson were, were superb. I think I think it was Ericsson's best game all season, personally. That, but that's just. I, Hold I, on. I'm sure some I'm sure somebody will will tell me otherwise. But um, <laughs> I was I, I was quite <laughs> impressed with him.
2: Oh, I, I, I was going to say um, you thought Kirokez did pretty decent. I thought he was pretty crap to be, to be honest. I thought,
0: I thought he did going forward. He he. He's not a right
1: back. Yeah. Mm. I thought, I thought compared to his, his own standards and how he's been playing, and the fact that I think after that penalty that he gave away in the Europa League and his form had really dropped, that he's, he's come back and he's he's doing the best as he can in a, in a right-back role. Obviously, he's not a right-back and he's good at going forwards, but uh, he gives a little bit more than Norton, even though you've got that liability factor. Pro- probably, for me, our weakest player, but that's not to say he was awful. Just at, everybody else was just so much better.
3: Yeah, but Kyrgyz playing right back is less of a liability to us. Mm. I'm sorry. When he's centre, he likes to go forward and he likes to dribble. But he can't do that in the centre because he's just not strong enough and he makes stupid mistakes. So at, when he's right back, he's less of a liability and actually doesn't do a bad job. He's not, mm. I'm, not, he, I'm not a fan of him. But um, I actually don't think he did too poorly. I, I, I don't like Norton, so I actually think he did better than Norton. He
1: definitely gives us a lot more attack on the on the wing. He he comes forward and and he crosses the ball a lot more as well, which uh, which gives us a lot more options.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah. We're we're missing Carl Walker, but mm. we can't do anything about that. I guess plus, uh, yeah. When he comes back.
1: One thing that I wanted to put um pull you up on, Jeff was you said about Benteleb, because I was quite surprised because I thought that um for all of our players across the pitch, all the pairs that we had. I thought that everything started, the, the nucleus of that energy for us was between Mason and Benteleb sitting in the middle. I thought they were absolutely fantastic. Harry Kane, definitely man of the match. But those three, you know, I saw them as like the future of, of the team. That Pochettino's got these young players coming through who we can say, look, any of you you other guys, you want to come on board and play this way, then fine, if not, I'm going to get rid of you. But these guys, they're getting it and they're playing it. And Benteleb and Ke- um, Mason in the middle were just holding that line and pushing it forward, and they dictated the 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 pace of the game. I thought
0: my my criticism of of Bentelab, and maybe my criticism because of my criticism, I can't see beyond that, and I and I, and I and I and I maybe don't fully appreciate the point that that you you made. as in, I, I don't disagree with what you said, but I probably was dwelling too much on the fact that there was a few a couple of times certainly in the first half where he was outside the box, he gets the ball and. He was in scoring opportunities and, and the crowd were urging him to shoot, which which I normally really annoys me. I, I hate it when people do shoot, shoot, shoot. But he just seemed hesitant and he just lost it or he was too slow. That that's the thing that annoys me with him, that he gets a bit like Dembele, he'll get himself mm. into a good position just outside the box and you think, Go on, just just have a have a go. Um that's the only sort of criticism I've got, and maybe that's a bit harsh, and maybe because of that, that sort of clouds my judgment of, of his overall play. Uh, but yeah, it's about opinions, I guess. What, what did everybody think of Lennon?
3: Oh, I thought he was very good today. He was—he mm. had a fast, urgent play. He was quick on the ball. He was looking sharp. He was—you know—for me, it's the first time he's played like that in a long time. He just looked like he, he wanted that ball and nobody was going to get it from him. He really looked like the player that we've been missing.
1: Yeah, I agree. Once upon a time, Aaron Lennon was a really fast winger who couldn't do anything else. That was it. That was his game. He runs down the wing, he can't even cross. And now he's not only started crossing... Uh, really accurately, mm. but also his dropping back, his hassling and harrying, and protecting his fullback, um, and also just getting involved and get, getting into the tackle as well, which uh, which every, every, everybody else across the team was doing, but but he's just bringing so much more to his game.
3: Yeah. He. Rob.
2: Oh, yeah. Got full of food. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> nice, nice chicken there, Rob.
2: Suck <laughs> good eat. Yum. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what um, was your thoughts, Jeff?
0: Um, Lennon, it's, it's funny. Watching the game, um, the thought that went through my mind was... There's an there's an there's an end product with Lennon. There isn't an end product with with, Lame, with Lamella, which is ironic because for a long time I felt that the one thing that's been lacking in Lennon's game has been that end product, mm. that final ball. Mm. Yet when I watched him today, I thought he tracked back, he did he did all of that stuff really good. There, there was the end product. You, you felt, you know, something was going to happen. Whereas Lamella, bless him, um, supposedly he's you know technically a good player and, and skillful. Sorry, I say supposedly. I, I don't. He is, but. He does have this tendency, I think we said it last week, he tends to run <coughs> um, aimlessly into... He's got, like, tunnel vision, um, and, and, and there seems to be no end product with him, um, at least in a Tottenham shirt. Um, but with Lennon, that, the point where he picks up the ball and he started running... Um, and, and laid that pass off uh, to Salzado. Yeah. When I, I was behind the goal, I was watching that, and the first thing that went through my mind when he picked up that ball was that moment in the San Siro, um mm. in 2010 mm. when he yeah. ran OK from much deeper, and he laid it off to Crouch. And I just had this feeling something was going to happen. But when I saw him pick up the ball, it was just so reminiscent of the Aaron Lennon of old. Um, and, yeah, I, I, I think it was a bold move for... for um, Pochettino to start him given that and start him on the right hand side and, and not do any of this sort of inverted winger type thing mm, and, mm. and 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 you know, apparently whether this is true or not um, rumour has it that Pochettino doesn't like him because of his inability to take to to, um, to follow instructions now whether that's true or not I don't know is that, know. that
1: um, Lennon or Lamella?
0: I thought that I thought that Accusation was levels of Lennon, and that was oh, one of the one of the reasons why both Lennon and Townsend weren't featuring much. I don't know if that's true. I mean, that's just hearsay. But the bottom line is he hadn't been starting for for quite a few games, and he's been given a chance, and he's he's taken it. And similarly, Soldado. If you look at the beginning of the season, Bayol was was given a run of games, um, and he scored what one goal against QPR, um, and I think possibly another one somewhere else. I can't recall. Uh, blah, blah, blah. I think it was Stoke. No, Southampton. sorry. He might have scored against... Um, I'll check. <laughs> my brain's gone dead. But the bottom line is, he was, he was, was given that chance earlier on, on in the season um, and he didn't really take it and now Soldado, Soldado's been given a chance and to be fair, the one thing that's been missing in the last few games is goals with Soldado his movement's been brilliant um, and I'm glad that he got he got that chance and it just goes to show that you know Botticino will give players a run out mm. but if, if they don't grab the opportunity with both hands in the way that for instance Ryan Mason has that's it it'll it, it'll he'll it'll, it'll
1: provide the opportunity to somebody else I think the difference with Soldado's being as opposed to someone like Adebayor who um, I haven't got a problem with him as such but um the fact is that when you watch him play, especially in his recent performances, it doesn't happen for 90 minutes. There's like little bursts of that potential that he always did when he played against us, when he played for Man City, against, us, when he played for the Gunas against us, when he played for Real Madrid against us. That power and that surge, he, he has that in fits and bursts when he plays for us. But Soldado, you just... Know that there's energy all across the pitch. He's, he's hassling and harrying. He's linking up play. He's passing, and then you know he's getting so close to goal, and it's it's coming, but it's soon, and it's just not happening for him. And today, when he did score, he thought, "Thank God," because that's the one thing that he tends to get judged on as a striker, probably mm-hmm. rightly so. But at least if it was a confidence thing, this is the the kind of thing that he needed just to get that uh, that momentum going again. You know, I can't I can't imagine that you know, almost all Spurs fans would have been willing him on to just get that goal.
3: Absolutely, yeah. It was was magic.
1: Do you think, Rob,
0: he's done enough, um, do you think Soldado's done enough to make that place in the starting line hit? hit, Or do you think that...
2: Oh, I don't know. Um, To see him score was absolutely fantastic. And, you know, he's been itching to get that goal for such a long time. Um... As to keeping a starting place, I'm not really so sure on that one. Um, it seems to be a bit hit and miss at, at most of the time for me. Um, but yeah, definitely getting that goal has got to be a massive boost to his confidence. Um, Kane, definitely, you know, he, he's definitely around his uh, starting spot. But if it's going to be a two up front, it would have to be Kane and Soldado because by was crap. It almost it, <laughs> sorry,
3: <laughs> Rob. Shut up a minute. <laughs> it's
0: it, um, it almost seems with um, I've lost my thread now. <laughs> um, sorry. <laughs> it's uh with, with Soldado. You get the impression that if you play him up front on his own, and I I, and I think he he did play up on on his own when he was in Spain, but certainly in the Premier League. He, doesn't seem to like it. But when he plays with a strike partner, whether that be or if you go back to the Southampton game, I think it was last season, away from home, one of Tim Sherwood's early games, or now with Harry Kane, he seems to benefit from playing with a strike partner, particularly Kane.
1: It was really nice to see Harry Kane take on the, the mantle of the ironically, the more experienced player in between mm-hmm. the two of them because he's on form at the moment and Soldado isn't yet. Soldado is the guy who's come across with all the experience and all the goals, um, whereas Harry's playing for the under-21 Springland at the moment. And yet Harry was the one who was jostling off players and getting involved and getting the ball and saying, here, run with this, take the ball, go, go and do your thing. And it was just nice to see that partnership blending together. But one guy said, look, I've got the confidence in the form and um, I'll, I'll set you up. So you can go ahead and and get your uh, your opportunities. Uh.
0: So just talking of Soldado, um, Carly Hay- Hayward from the group said that before the game, I think to, I think it was yesterday or the day before, that if um, Soldado scores, that we should all do a Janet Street-Porter <sighs> impression. Um, <laughs> is anyone feeling brave? <laughs>
3: Who that is, and 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 they sent a link for, so I could see who it is, and and that's just I just can't do it. So I'll try uh, another time, but not today. I think already, my my punish, my punishment is going to be. I said a few minutes before uh, Soldado scored that I would eat horrible mushroom and onion gravy because I hate mushrooms, <clears throat> um, and gravy and onions. So, I will post something. What, you hate all of those things? tomorrow. No, not no. I haven't eaten it yet. I'll buy the horrible stuff tomorrow, and I will eat it tomorrow, and I will post the video on the, the page. The,
0: the, the, <laughs> well, we look forward to that, but, but this, this is really important. So, sorry, do you hate all of those things, Nikki, or just the mushrooms? <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm, I'm not a fan of gravy. I don't mind onions, but <clears throat> mushrooms are my worst. I will yeah, get ditto.
0: So I've yeah. got I've got a I've got a phobia a hate of mu- mushrooms I, I I puke up and um, I, yeah. occasionally I I, me, I meet somebody like your good self um, who um, also uh, doesn't like mushrooms but it's very fearless <laughs> it seems out there well
3: there we go so I think I I'm, I'm off the hook with doing the impression <laughs> See, I'm eating that horrible stuff tomorrow I will follow through. Stefan.
1: Um, what, Janet Street Porter impressions? Yeah. Well, since it's Carly. I mean, do you know, I've only ever heard this woman speak two or three times. So, um, it's, a, I don't know. I don't know. It's, um it's just one of those difficult ones. I think I'll probably just opt out. do <laughs> you just love the way Bobby went down the wing, crossed the ball through, finally got his goal. I'm so happy for him. Oh, look, it's another loose woman. So, Carly, <laughs> that's for you.
3: Well done, Rob. <laughs> Rob?
2: I did Go my Dallas report. I did my <laughs> <Jalus report. laughs>
0: You did it before I hit record.
2: Oh, Jalus, <laughs> Oh, and by the way, added by all goals was um, QPR and Newcastle.
0: QPR and Newcastle, that's it, yeah. Cause it was Chadley he scored against Southampton, I believe. Yeah. Um, I, I was told on some of the comments on the um on the page last week that I sounded far too posh, so I can't do a Janet Street
1: Porter. Why well, don't you do a posh Janet Street Porter instead, Jav? Uh,
2: Just really, really put a twist on it. That
0: would be a contradiction in terms. I can do an Ian Paisley.
2: <laughs> Go on then.
0: I can do an Ian Paisley. Never.
2: You mean the the Reverend Ian Paisley?
0: Never. The Northern Ireland Agreement. <laughs> All Star says never, never, never. (laughs) Right, that was for Carly. Um... (laughs) That Yoda.
1: (laughs) Right. um... I reckon reckon Carly's just an agent, really. She's looking for um, you know raw talent. You know, it's like, who needs Simon Cowell? I'll go the podcast route instead. (laughs) (laughs) I shall probably just say to all three of us, uh, that's a no from me. It's not not happening today, son. Sorry. Um,
2: Speak for yourself, white man.
0: (laughs) 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 Before I... um, This is just far too happy-clappy. Before I... But at... you've, got, you've got
1: Wednesday to come, Jav. I'm sure uh, Chelsea yeah, will do Chelsea, you a favour on that yeah,
0: one. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be <laughs> going to be people at each other's throats. And, um, I'm going
2: to yeah. have to put money on to, like... to be Chelsea. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Before I look we look at some of the questions that have come in um, from members of the group, any more thoughts or observations about today about the match?
2: For me, I, think... Bent- I was going to say for me, Bentaleb's playing a lot better than he did under Sherwood. Um, he seems to be more of a team player than anything else. That last season, Under Sherwood, um, well, he gained the nickname from me, Rent a Peb, because he was awful. Um, this season, he's looking better, for, you know, my opinion.
3: Yeah, I thought uh, Fatongan was good. I thought he was yeah. he was excellent with his defending today. Um, I quite liked I quite liked um, Davies actually, who I, I mm. really don't great. Right. I mean, he had a good game. He was aggressive in his play. I don't think he had a poor game at all. Um, but I think overall, like we were saying, I mean, everybody was getting stuck in. So, yeah, there were mistakes, but who cares? We still got three points, and, and I think it was a classy performance. They were gutsy. I was really, really so pleased with them, and so proud. And
1: and just want to add to that, Jeff, that um, it was really nice to see that Pochettino's uh, prepared to change his uh, formations and tactics uh, because he, he obviously approached uh, spurs with uh, the the 4231 and now he's shown that look you know I still want to play a certain way but I'm prepared to change to 442 if that means you know maybe accommodating the players a little bit or maybe uh, getting the results so it's good to see that versatility and uh, and again you know everyone having the same kind of attitude towards pushing forward and Hassling and harrying the opponents and getting the ball off them as well, so that was really good to see.
3: Hmm. Yeah, Fight. and then sorry, and they moved a lot lost faster than last. <coughs> it was a much quicker pace of game. It was amazing. Yeah,
0: yeah, it was it was quicker and and they showed fights. That was that was the thing that really stood stood out for me. It was yeah. Okay, we're one nil down, but w- this this game means something to us uh, and.
3: And the supporters got behind them as well.
2: <laughs> I, think was, I think that was only when Potch got up on his feet and went, "Come on, you <laughs> lot!" <of children>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Threatening to eat the fans. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but it was good to hear them singing. And yeah, they went quiet at times, but I think it was a lot better than what they've hmm. done in the past. So I, I remember one of the questions um, on the on the. Uh, group was what's the difference between a fan and a supporter now for me I think that a fan is and I always use this expression you get fair weather fans a fan is somebody who when the going is good that's my team yeah 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 rah 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 happy clappy okay and when they're not doing so well they just slate them and quick to jump ship because you know Mm. I don't want to be seen to be the person supporting a team that's not doing well a supporter, on the other hand, for me, is somebody that is there through thick and thin. No matter how poorly they do, no matter how well they do, you're there to support your team. They're, they're a team for life. Your blood is blue. That's mm-hmm. how it is. And that's my comparison on the two.
2: I have to agree with that, actually. Um, people look at me and go, How can you call yourself a Spurs fan? I say, Well, we lose, we lose. I still support them.
3: <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, when I started supporting Spurs, I was 10 years old and nobody I knew uh, liked football. That's just the way it was in my family. And, uh, you know, you sometimes you have to appreciate that, you know, your team picks you. And from that moment onwards, it's just one of those things that whether you like it or not, you'll just you'll growl your way through a, a match where you're like it's just not happening. But you just can't you just can't stop uh, supporting your side. That's just your team.
3: And being hopeful. I mean, yeah. that's what it is. You, you just, you know, I, everyone says I'm just ridiculously optimistic. And every week, every game, even though I know it's going to be a tough one, I hope for the best. It may You know, even if we just get a draw, I'll be happy with the draw. But for me, it's just about being hopeful and optimistic that they're just going to bring it this particular day. And when they do, you then move on to the next game and you're hopeful for the next one. So, yeah
0: you can only ever really appreciate the good times if you've gone through the tough times. Oh, hell yeah. Absolutely. Mm. Come out the other side. Um, okay, so we've had a few questions on the Facebook group. Um, I'll try to get through as many of them as I can. Um, first one is from Dan Schofield. Um, and uh, he says, do you think it was a mistake offloading Lewis Holtby? Would his endless enthusiasm have lent itself to Poch, Poch's philosophy? Um and Dawn Fletcher who has a bit of a soft spot for um, Lewis (laughs) (laughs) please please discuss the devastating loss of Lewis
2: soft spot would be an understatement (laughs) 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 Um, and it's not even nine o'clock yet (laughs) Um, (laughs) I think yes you know personally we should have kept Holby um the, the the player um potential you know he's only a, a young lad so you know he he still got potential there um he played really well for Schalke um it's one of the things that interested uh tottenham in, in purchasing him in the first place so yeah you know should have give him time but having so many players in the squad it kind of limits the, the chance of playing doesn't it
0: I think with Lewis um Lewis Holtby I uh, was at the Schalke, um Schalke the pre- uh, pre-season friendly back in August I know it's a friendly game but he he played he played in that game I can't remember if he started I think he did and he was pressing the ball and he was he, you know it was very much the way that he plays and you know, he's got all that energy and, 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 and enthusiasm and he, and he closes down opponents and and I thought that would that would fit in with um, po- Pochettino's philosophy so I was quite surprised that he was loaned out and and a bit disappointed to be honest unless there are financial reasons shall we say for doing so
2: I think it was more because oh. we had such a large squad
3: mm. oh absolutely But I mean, I think, you know, let him get playtime, let him get the experience and then come back and and be brilliant for us. I mean, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but I do think that we miss his enthusiasm because he was a game changer, I thought. He was very energetic and and it's, you know, it is a loss in a a way, but we do have a big squad. So we've got to take that into consideration too.
1: I think um, there's a couple of things. One, he was fantastic in pre-season and he was getting games uh, during the tour of, of uh, the U S as well. So you kind of felt that he was definitely in Pochettino's plans. Um, And then obviously he got, he got sent out on loan. Um, But out of the current first team or the players that have been playing regularly, if you look at the midfield, the only player that he could have swapped with uh, would be Ryan Mason because Ericsson's playing one creative Role he's playing an advanced playmaker role. The only other playmaker or or a um, central midfielder is Ryan Mason, who would, who would push forward and and had Holtby played, then maybe that might not have given Ryan Mason the chance. So I'm glad in so, that sense that that um, that Ryan Mason's had that opportunity in in Holtby's absence.
0: So here's a, here's a question then from that. Um, if we have got a big squad, which which which, which we do. Why did we offload um, Holtby, but we didn't off offload Dembélé or Paulinho? Well, example? I would
1: have. I would have. I was just going to say I would have kept Dembélé because he's a different kind of player, someone you can bring on and and hold the ball up. Um, but <clears throat> between Paulinho and Holtby, I'd have taken Holtby every day of the week.
2: I'd have kept the beast as well.
3: Yeah, I would have kept Sandro, oh. without a doubt. I think that was a mistake.
1: But would you say that in consideration of all the injuries he's had since he's left? It seems like they, they knew something and they, and they managed to get a lot of money out of him as well. Yeah. Des, despite, despite the fact that he is, you know, Mr Spurs.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, was Mr
0: Spurs. I wasn't too impressed with him kissing the QPR badge. That was just a bit...
1: Yeah, but, uh, but the thing was that uh, he's, he's, he's got injuries. He's got that history of injuries as well. And he's had some since. Uh, But we did manage to make, was it £8 from selling him to QPR? Yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty good business. And he's injured again now, isn't he? Oh, is he? Yes. Yeah, he he got injured in uh, the last game playing for Uh, QPR. I think he had a a knee injury. I could be wrong about that.
3: Yeah, he does better with injury. You might be right. Next um, question. Paul Eastall
0: sent a question, but I think we've already sort of covered this. Which comes first support from the crowd or the performance on the pitch? And should they be mutually exclusive? Well,
1: there was a moment today when Everton scored and suddenly uh, the team were a bit shell-shocked. The fans were a little bit quiet and suddenly it's like, well, OK, chicken and egg, which one goes first? So tough. It's a tough ask.
3: You were did, at the you, game. Did, did
1: you feel that, jab When you were there, when that goal yeah. went in, did
3: you notice? I,
0: a... I, I was in the Park Lane end, and it was noisy throughout the game. The other parts of the stadium were fairly quiet, um, particularly the the Shelf side. Um, the Park Lane end was 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 just noisy throughout. For, for, from a pre- Premier League game compared to some of the other Premier League games I've seen this season, the atmosphere was good. Um, I've seen I've been at worse matches where it's that they the, the crowd get on 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 the players backs. This this was better. I don't I don't know why, what what, what brought it on. Maybe I da- stuffed as, as, as this sounds. Maybe the fact that it was a four four o'clock kickoff and it was under the floodlights, it generates a different type of atmosphere than a one thirty kickoff on a Sunday. Oh.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> just looking at Kelly Tazin's just put a post up with uh, Ross Barkley. Yeah, know, Mister Mister Everton. I thought we played well today, but the pitch was too small for our style. The home fans were too noisy, and there was bad tutu everywhere. Bad tutu. What? Of course, the home fans were noisy. You were away. I had I had the uh,
1: the wonderful opportunity of uh, the only Everton fan that I know in the whole of East Midlands probably give me a lecture a few weeks ago on how. Uh, we've turned into such an average... This is an Everton team, by the way, who have been mediocrity personified for 10 years. And yeah. one season with under Martinez, and he came up to me and said, do you know what your problem is? You've got no world-class players. You've got this, you've got that. You're, you're kicking above your station. I thought, are you Jamie Redknapp in disguise? And um, he was just on, <laughs> he just on one. like, And I thought, hang on a minute, mate. I said, this is like one bald man arguing about another man's uh hairbrush collection it's like seriously mate you know you (laughs) just need to calm down for a second because yeah we've got problems but you are everton you do realize that don't you so they they (laughs) you know they've they've certainly um developed this wonderful new ego and i think they've they've slightly taken a knock this weekend Mm.
0: and we're above them and we're only yeah. Two points behind United, so
2: Crisis. Crisis. Two points, two points <laughs> out of the top four. Six goals behind Arsenal. Oh my god. I think <laughs> we're that.
0: six points behind um Southampton and third. That could be turned around.
3: Mm.
1: And Southampton have got a, a long uh, run now of uh,
2: all the top teams. Tough
3: games, up. yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, Southampton must be having a nosebleed. But then, you see, Christmas is the big turnaround for most teams. We've found it in the past. Arsenal's found it. Mm. Southampton's definitely going to find it. I think.
0: Mm. Question from Sam Moore. Good question. He says, how do you view Enix tenure at Spurs? Success or failure? Please qualify your answer.
2: So, what's mm. the question? Oh.
0: <laughs> Dad, we view Enix tenure at Spurs. Success or failure? Is it any better than Alan Sugar?
2: I don't know. See, Alan Sugar, yeah, it is... Yeah. I, I didn't really like the man very much, but he, when it came to the purse strings, he certainly uh, put Tottenham on the map. Um, holding back money, not letting us um, overspend. You know, it it made Tottenham a club that always had money in the bank, not like your Man Uniteds and your Man Cities or you know Chelsea or negative or you know big red you know bank balances. We've always been in the black. Um, yeah, under Enick, yeah, we've kind of stayed the same in that respect, but we're not really. Challenging enough. We're not spending money on on the the decent players. We seem to be buying quality. Oh, sorry, quantity, not quality. Um, the eighty-five million that we got from Gareth Bale, they just went on a massive spending spree, buying hither and yon, and not actually buying a decent player. Um, so for me, under Anik, it's pretty much crap. But then, how are we going to get someone better? You know, someone who's not afraid to spend money. Do we want to turn into Chelsea or Man City? I don't think we do.
0: Do we want to turn into Leeds? No. No. And I think to that end, Levy's done a good job in the sense that he's balanced the books. Um, money's, Money's been made available to managers, I think it's mm. when he when he hasn't had faith or trust in a particular manager, for example Harry Redknapp um, towards the end then he'll, he'll be like any chairman he'll be more Harry, inclined to hold on to that money.
2: I think Harry's problem was he took his eye off the prize you know, the England manager job coming up he thought, oh hold on a minute, I might get picked here and he took his eyes off he, he, he took his focus off um, it if he'd just held back and thought, well, you know, I they, they've not asked me yet, I'm going to keep doing what I'm, I'm here to do, then, you know, things might be a different diff- uh, different story. But, you know, he didn't. So, him.
3: Yeah. I don't have an opinion one way or the other, uh, because I don't know enough about this. So, you know, sorry, guys, I can't comment, actually. Dev?
1: Um... He's, Enic have been in charge for about 14 years now. And we have in, we've basically moved from a mediocre place uh, to a better place. And then we've stayed there, we've stagnated. And after 14 years of having that much money behind us uh, and Levy as well, I'd have expected us to have kicked on further ahead than we have. Instead, we've been <clears throat> sitting around fifth and sixth perennially for a long long time now we got into the champions league briefly and then we didn't kick on from there either um the investment i felt wasn't enough and you'd you'd think that after that amount of time that we would have been challenging that the thing is on the other side of it we haven't got um a local owner like I tried to say, it, but someone like Dave Whelan, for example, um, who's a local businessman who's got a certain amount of money. We've got someone who's got a lot of money and we've got a uh, extremely uh, clever businessman as chairman too. So you'd think that with that, you'd have a, a foundation to be able to kick on with, but we haven't. The problem is, of course, like you said, you know, do you sell your soul to, um, to try and break into the top four? And, then you just turn into someone like Villa where you've got a mega rich benefactor, but he doesn't really want the club. The same things at Arsenal where they've got a power struggle going on with two different people where one guy doesn't really want to be there. He's holding back on the money and a is saying, yep, you know, I'll, um, I'll give you the money. And Wenger doesn't know what he's talking about because he wants them to turn into that Chelsea-esque club. So do you sell your soul just to get, um, just to get that prize? No, no, you don't. So I suppose, Enik are giving us what we want, in in essence, that we've got the money, we're spending the money, but we're not selling our soul. But then, the results on the pitch speak for themselves.
2: Yeah, well, we're spending the money on on lots of players, not one player with a yes. better quality behind him. Yeah. Um, and I think that the, the biggest problem with that one is um, Baldini. Yeah. um he, he, he sees lots of money and thinks, oh, well, I can buy lots of players. But we don't want lots of players. We want a di- one player with, you know, some form behind him. The the same
1: thing. The same, the, the same is that um, Paul Mitchell's now come in, but he will not affect Baldini's role. Baldini will still be there, and they'll they'll actually be um, working in in different roles. So um, I kind of was hoping that uh, that's what the situation would be, but it isn't that at all. Do you know anything more about that, Jav?
0: No, to be honest. Um, I'm I'm a little bit confused, as much as the next person, about
1: about the Paul Mitchell. Well, well Paul Mitchell is how, uh, how he's
0: going to how that's Yeah, really he's going to be with... head of
1: scouting, so he's yeah. he's got an amazing <laughs> scouting network, and he can spot a player. That's the the sound bites that that you that you'd read online. Um, but Baldini, being the director of football um, and going out and buying these players, um, I'm surprised how it's not going to clash because clearly. Uh, he's using his network across Europe and Paul Mitchell will say, well, well, you know, I've spotted this player and this player on a much more grassroots level.
0: The way I see it, whether you've got a traditional sort of British management structure, whether you've got the continental director of football or or a, or a scout or whatever, whatever system you've got at some point in time, if whoever's in charge, if there are a whole load of bad, bad purchases, that guy's going to be held accountable. So eventually if we don't get the right sort of players in or, or those players don't come good, Baldini will, will, will be held account- accountable and he'll go. So, you know, it doesn't really matter whether we've got somebody else in or not and, and whether they'll work together or not. Ultimately, the pressure will be on Baldini to deliver, I think. And if... Yeah.
2: if well, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I, I would have thought that after, you know, he he spent all that money on seven players that... Didn't really perform well together, or you know, but he's kept his job. So
0: he's kept his job. I think that that the, the level of scr- scrutiny will on him will will, <coughs> will, will, will will increase, and it'll increase furthermore um, with the arrival of um, Mitchell. But we shall see what happens. Um, another question from question from Mark R G. Does Pochettino have the balls to strip the captaincy from Kabul, and if so, who should who should he give the armband to?
2: Kane, give it to Lord Kane. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we discussed this last week, and I still feel that. Um, I mean, obviously, I think for Tongan is my first choice. I think he really he needs to go out there and and just. <laughs> Take some of those players by the scruff of the neck and say, "Come boys, this is how we're going to do it." And I think he's got the ability to lead them really, really well. And and yes, we've had this whole debate about Lloris being captain, and and it's very difficult for the goalkeeper to um, know what's you know get a handle on the game and on the players if you're sitting in the goal um, waiting for for the attackers to come towards you. But he's still a good leader, and he's still. Manages to to inspire the guys. So you know, those are my first two choices with doubt and I think Kane can grow into that position at some stage. Um, but yeah, I would say for Tongan, definitely, and Luis. Well,
2: yeah, L- Luis is captain for France. So as you know, I, I said to uh, someone a little while ago. Yeah, Luis is captain of the yard, but he's a goalkeeper. So, well, yes, but he's still the captain for France. So what's the problem with that?
3: Yeah, I think he's got the ability to to inspire and to motivate, and and he does have a good handle on the game, even being back there in the goal. So, you know, perhaps I know that I'm not technical enough, but you can see when the guy is doing a good job as captain, and I feel that he 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 earns that responsibility and that role.
1: I completely agree. Yeah, um, Vertonghen for me. I don't to answer the other question. I don't think uh, Pochettino will take the the armband off Kabul. Uh, once he's made that decision, but uh, if I had a choice to pick out of that squad, uh, without a shadow of a doubt, I'd have gone with Vertonghen. Uh, he shows that leadership on the pitch. Naturally, uh, he's a fantastic player, and he's got the the attitude to go with it as well. When he's pushing forward, and he's got that energy with him. Yeah, I know he's a sulker as well, but um, but I think he he plays the game seriously, and that's just his personality. And on the pitch, he's he, he's great when he's. Putting the tackles in and showing, look, keep your eye on the ball, switch on, and keep going. And it's a shame that he didn't get the, the armband in the first place.
0: I think the Vatongan that I saw today and I saw on Thursday, um, yeah, without doubt, he, he's he, he, he should be captain. Having said that, I'm I'm, I'm perfectly happy, comfortable for um for Larice to continue to be captain. Um, to answer the first part of the question, does Poch have the ball stripped? strip the captaincy from Kabul he might not have the balls to do it but I think he's got I think he's shown that he's got the balls to drop people from the team and correct me if I'm wrong Kabul hasn't played in the last three matches Um, and I think that says it all so I I, I think that actually he probably will keep him as club captain as a sort of ambassador but in terms of the actual (coughs) team captain um, if he doesn't play he doesn't play um, yeah. And it will expected. be, it will be whoever's, whoever's there, which at the moment it, it, it's Larice. Um, <laughs> a question from Zach. Um, from, uh, forgive me if I pronounce this incorrectly. Zach, Zach Gasnola, um, who asks, and I'm just reading what he's written. What's the best goal you've missed whilst taking a, <laughs> whilst taking a piss? <laughs>
3: Well, there is such a thing as PBR, so I paused the game, thank you. <laughs>
0: Good answer.
2: <laughs> um <laughs> probably, probably a game last season where in the kitchen. The moment I've coming in and my message's gone, Oh yeah, by the way, such and such a scored.
1: Deb? Um I think it was Defoe's against Man City a couple of seasons ago where he came on and scored the winner. It's one of those bittersweet but, moments with such a beautiful goal. You think, ah, <laughs> why did I have to go just then? So uh, yeah, I think it was that one. Your
0: Bladder will be feeling better for it. Um, That's true. The, 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 I, I can't remember the game or who scored, but there was a European game last season, um, one of the early matches before, before the um, before the group stage, and we um, were playing away. It was an ITV, and I missed two goals, and on both occasions, um, I was elsewhere. Um, and I think, at the time, I thought it might be a lucky, um, lucky omen. And if I, if I, if I, kept, if I kept leaving the room, um, they'd score again. <laughs> um, a question from Kent Goodrich: If an orange is called an orange, why isn't a banana called a yellow?
3: <laughs> because we've established that it starts off green, it then becomes yellow, and if you leave it for too long, it becomes black. And it's more faceted than some of the players on the pitch. That <laughs> Next question.
0: <laughs> uh, you just left me speechless. I was going <laughs> to answer that, but, but I know I'm not going to because that was a bloody good answer. You can't top that, can you, John? I, you I cannot. can't. No, I, I yeah. can't. I was going to say I was going to take
1: the fifth on that one.
0: Uh, apparently it's to do it's to do with the latin um for the word orange and lemon and it's got nothing to do with color but that's boring and Nicky's answer was far more interesting um final question do you think we're putting more emphasis on trying to win the europa cup rather than performance in the league and that's from david
3: pips someone going to answer
1: um think... go 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 Dickie.
3: okay okay personally i think that we need to we need to just play the games and win, win the games that we can so um, are we really putting that much more emphasis on the europa league i don't know i think we're just taking each game as it comes at the moment that's just how I feel about it. So I, you know, I don't know. What do you guys think?
1: I think we're treating all competitions with uh, a, a healthy level of respect. Uh, I agree. I, you know, I, I, I think Pochettino is smart enough to realise that um, no one's expecting him to get a top four finish in his first season. So that's taken the pressure off him. And therefore, he can go out and get the players playing his way. And he can use that experience of... Uh, or, or you use the experience of the, the league, the Europa League and the, and the Cups as well to say, OK, this is what we're going to try. And there are a couple of stumbling blocks. But nevertheless, even though we're in the Europa League playing some decent opposition and some not so decent, but at least we're, we're getting that experience through. And, and I looked at the game on Thursday and I looked at the, the first team and I thought, well, that's a pretty good side. That's, that's not, you know, the kids, as Harry would have said, you know, just let, them, let the kids go out there and do their thing. It was actually a decent side. You know, you had players like Lamella playing in that first team, Lamella's our most expensive player. So, clearly, we can't be treating the Europa League disrespectfully if that's the case. I don't even no. think it's because of the Champions League spot for Europa League winners. I just think generally he's, he's approaching um, both competitions... The Europa League and the Prem with with the same healthy level of respect, and then we'll just see how far we can get.
3: Rob. Rob.
1: Quite, Rob's, okay. Rob's wife has told him off.
0: <laughs> Either that, <but> he's quietly it's <laughs> compl- uh, He's going quite complex. Well, i can't say the word he's he's reflecting on, <laughs> on the um i think that uh i think that i i would just like Tottenham to win a trophy i don't care whether it's the europa league or the league cup or the fa cup i would like us to win a cup and um, we're not going to win the league that's that's not going to happen um we'd be very lucky if we qualified for the champions league i don't think that'll happen um this this season um, so it'd be nice to win a trophy. Um, we're in four competitions, and um, I think for me, progress this season would be to win a trophy, whether, um, whichever one that may be, um, one of the cups, and to to get as far as we can in the league, with a view to um, to hopefully building something, building on building on that next season and, and going forward. So.
1: I agree. I completely agree. Uh, based on where we are at the moment. Um, this is this is the beginning of uh, a tra- transition phase and um, if we can get a trophy, it will give us something to, to build on. And instead of having unrealistic expectations um, or even just being in a league at the moment where there's so many teams who are scrapping for one place really, um, you're right. You know, get, even if it was the league Cup or the FA Cup, that would be something which would be progress.
3: Absolutely. Ooh.
2: League Cup, Newcastle next round. (laughs) Uh,
0: Easy easy win, easy win. (laughs) That's
2: that's what they thought about in the league, and look what happened. They beat us and then went on a a, was it a four-game winning streak?
0: Uh, It'd be different. We're we're on the up. Um, We've got Chelsea in the middle of the week. Um, Quick predictions.
3: I'll be happy with the draw. Um, but, but, haven't isn't, isn't, who's the striker? Isn't he out?
1: Costa's, Costa's out, yep. That one,
3: yeah. 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 So,
1: I love menacing. the disdain in Nikki's voice. That one. <laughs> I'm not even going to say his name. That one. I spurn <laughs> <in> you, Costa. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, he was, look, he was lucky know. he
1: didn't get sent off, actually, um, on Saturday evening for lashing out. Um, John O'Shea.
2: So he could have had a straight red.
1: Yeah, he could have had a straight red, considering uh, Ramirez got sent off for a similar thing against us.
2: But was Ramirez's red card justified? Yes, it was justified. I'm I'm not so sure, to be honest.
1: Well, it's if you're lashing out at somebody, uh, whether whether it's a soft lash or can you say soft lash on? in public I don't know um, <laughs> a soft flash um, the fact is that it's deemed violent conduct probably a bit harsh but I, I wasn't surprised to see the red card mm, okay predictions
2: guys let's, let's yeah.
3: Perfect, yeah.
2: <laughs> well let's see um, how many times have we beaten Chelsea in the last 10 years what, twice maybe um, personally, I think we're going to lose. Mourinho's going to keep you know his boys on top form. Um, Score wise, possibly are going to be generous and say two 0 to Chelsea, but it could be more. Um, I would, however, like to see a draw or you know for, for Spurs to pull a miracle and you know knock them down a peg, but um, <coughs> that, that would be too optimistic, I think.
3: I'm going I to do... be eating lots of, of mushroom and, and onion <laughs> gravy. So, Soldado's going to score again. So, there we go. Let's just <laughs> be positive.
1: <laughs> I'll be really happy with uh, a draw and uh, a, a similar performance to today. If we play the yeah. same way, then it shows that that, um, that mentality and that philosophy is getting through to the players. And, um, and a draw is a point there is pretty decent, especially considering they're uh, blasting everybody else at the moment.
0: Prediction? Score-score line, rather?
1: Two-all. Score-draw? Uh, yeah,
3: I think I think it's going to be a tight game, and I think it will probably be one-all or two-one to us. I'm being optimistic.
0: So, <laughs> the last time that we beat them um, at Stamford Bridge was... February nineteen ninety, Gary Lineker scored. Um, that was a very long time ago. Um, uh, prediction: I would say that our away form is pretty good this season. Um, if we play like we did um, at against uh, 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 that team from Woolwich, um, then uh, one all, <laughs> one all, one all, one all.
3: Yeah, absolutely. But I'm eating. I'm eating gravy. So <laughs> so be optimistic, guys. And, and somebody said last week that there wasn't enough happy clappiness in this podcast. And that you guys are very, very pessimistic. So come, please.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you want kind <of> happy clappiness. <laughs> come
3: on. Come on, you Spurs.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Give Just, them a clap. Oh, dear. Somebody already did that
0: just a quick thing about the podcast. Um, uh, lots of messages left on on the page last week, um, after the first one, thank you for everybody who, who listened to the podcast and for all the positive comments and all the feedback. Um, uh, it, it's been uh, very encouraging. Um, and, um, also, um, we've had, um, I had a few messages from, um, Theo Delaney, who, um, Occasionally appears on uh, another podcast, which I'm not going <laughs> to mention. Um Theo's a director and writer and broadcaster. Um, he's somebody that uh, every week or sometimes. Uh, like... hold on.
2: Would that be the Neil B. Cohen page?
0: <laughs> um, who? We we we're not allowed to say the N word. Um,
2: so <laughs> the, Wait, the, the, Theo. The man, the, the man with the gooner wife. Really. Yeah. I'd, just I'd, let I'd, it out
1: Rob just let it all out come on yeah. He's, make he's, it a therapy session just say say what comes to mind don't hold back yeah
2: his, his wife is a Gooner fan how oh he god. could share the, <laughs> the safe house I don't know Jeff, explains, this, is, um,
1: this is your fault jab you brought this that, up yeah. that explains now,
2: a lot but I I, 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 I his do... kids my god his kids I've, I've never you inbred. know they, 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 they claim to be Tottenham fans and yet Wall did you say inbred so... eh did you just say
0: inbred <laughs> um I think we shouldn't, shouldn't shouldn't mention um that person um Theo, De- Theo, De- Theo Delaney um director writer broadcaster um he dropped me a message the other day and was very supportive and, and said that he'd like to appear on the pod on the podcast f- um further down the line which would be great um also um I had the privilege of meeting Flav and Felonius from the Fighting Cock podcast at White Hart Lane on Thursday, um, and they sent a message, and they were very supportive as well. Um, so that oh, brilliant! That's that's nice. Um, Thanks. And I,
3: I, can I say something? Go for it. No. I know that the. I know that the other ladies are very nervous and and not keen to step up and and have a chat. But as you can see, girls, there's nothing to be scared of. The boys are very gentle with me. (laughs) So, please, I hope that the girls do step up and and participate in the future.
2: Hair, hair. Very gentle. Plenty of Vaseline. Definitely. (laughs) I, I think Maz is not, you know, I don't think she's worried. I think, you know, for her, it's just a case of, you know, it was... Thursday, getting that out of the way for her and then getting her back to, yeah. to fight fit. Um, I, I think Carol- Caroline's probably the only nervous one out of the lot.
3: Yeah. It would be good to have all of them do it at some stage.
0: If it's any consolation, um, you know, I think I, 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 I both last week and this week, um, just before the podcast, I. I I can't say I'm nervous but you sort of the back of your mind you're thinking will it, you know, will when I hit record, will will I remember to do that will it actually record, what will the chemistry be like between the the the, the other people appearing on the podcast and and myself and all of those things go through through my mind but um, you know, I think the first one was okay and hopefully this one hasn't been too bad as well so um, you know it's it's just, oh, it's, of, it's, it's just a bit of it's just a bit fun, um, yeah. And on on that note, um, we're all off to um, watch Nikki eat, eat some mushroom mushroom and onion gravy. Um, <laughs> the future's bright. The future's lily white. Good night.
2: Come on, you Spurs.
3: <laughs> Come on, you Spurs. Good
2: night, guys. Good night. Yeah. 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 Only thing I'm uh, worried about is the sound of my own voice because I hate it.
3: <laughs> you sound absolutely
2: lovely, Rob. He said, <laughs> is a minute, by oh, you by come on down that place." <laughs> 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 <laughs>